0: The Ron Corp's radio network is now available on Anchor.fm. You can subscribe to our podcast either through Anchor or one of its many affiliates Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Now, enough of the bullshit. Here's the podcast. You know, on second thought. Yes? I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been hoping that you drop so in. So very nice. I'll hold your hands. They're just like ice. My mother will start to work. Beautiful, what's your My hurry? My father will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace so roar. So really, I'd better skirt. Beautiful, please don't well, hurry. Well, maybe just a half a drink more. Put some records on while I fall. The neighbors might But think. maybe it's bad out there. Say, what's no, in this no, drink? No caps to be had out there. I
1: wish I well, knew. Welcome to the Sci-Files. Hi. Hi. This Hi. is Heather with You Are Sorry, Discovered, and we have Axel from Voice of Axel, and then we have Ryan, the producer and owner of Radio Corpse Radio and Sci-Files.
2: Radio Corpse Radio. <laughs> Rotten Corpse Radio. <laughs> I should
0: automatically just change the name to Radio Corpse Radio so it doesn't confuse me. <laughs> uh, and nobody would even know the difference As long as corpse and radio Were all still in there, you know Yeah, radio,
2: corpse, radio Well, you know,
0: the internet killed the radio star That is true or No, that's the video star right. yeah, That song um, And it comes yeah. back And it comes back like a new corpse <laughs> Yep And uh, we are all part of The Sci-Files, oh, right? Heather.
1: Yes, we are
0: Yes
2: Heather's first time doing the intro. Oh, I did pretty
1: good up until the end. <laughs> up until the
0: radio's first radio. radio.
1: <laughs> hey, we got our new we have our new slogan now.
0: Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that um, and just uh, and just so that everybody knows, today is Christmas Eve, and we are, I mean, we may or may not be on iTunes on Christmas Eve, but if you're hearing this broadcast, um, you're obviously tuned into anchor.fm forward slash um, which I will have to change the name of now. <laughs> I'm not even joking, I'm going to change it to Radio Corpse Radio, because that's going to be even cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Radio Corpse Radio! <laughs> there we go. It flows off the tongue better, I don't know. Yeah.
2: And we're gonna. We all went for uh, Aquaman.
1: Yay! Ish. <laughs> Ish. I
2: actually really, really liked it. It hit everything
1: it needed to hit
2: for Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Hit.
1: Um, for someone who doesn't really know the storyline, I kind of felt like it was a rough job uh, for some things. Like, I wanted them to do more I kinda wish they did more storyline as him as a kid a little bit with him and Orim. like maybe like before he got to be the grown up they actually, they actually do it where he actually meets Orym for the first time and maybe just kinda do this quick you know montages or something where he's with Orim and learns a few things and then does everything else cause I kinda feel like
0: there was just information
1: First, this backstory,
0: Having Aquaman in the group currently, you know, kind of puts a bold importance on his role, you know, in the group um, overall, you know, especially as Earth's defenders, um, even though uh, Clark Kent, is, or Superman, isn't from Earth, you know, he kind of takes the air where Wonder Woman's kind of on land, he's kind of in sea, and then you have, like, Batman and Cyborg that are kind of, and the Flash that are kind of, in their own way, kind of like the backups you know, to the super, super powered guys. Um, I mean, obviously the, all the Flash has is speed.
2: Um, well, that's not true. The Flash has more than just speed. Well, in, this um, movie, in the newer movies. You know, you in know, the movie, yeah. That's yeah.
0: all they're showcasing. Is, is, is yeah.
2: yeah, they haven't shown him throwing the Force Lightning or anything like that yeah, yet. Yeah.
1: Um, now, there is one thing Axel and I did agree on, was how the frick did they get out of Sahara?
2: Yeah, okay. I wanted to see the, how they got out of the desert. That's what I wanted to see. That should have been in the movie. And I, I mean, hope in the extended release that them climbing out of the sand pit and crawling out of the desert, that's – that. they just – they kind of fudged that one in that, yeah, you know, segue mode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, we don't yeah. want to show it. It's a little too, more, too complicated, so we're just going to – yeah, we're over there.
2: Yeah, we'll explain it later yeah.
0: Like, Ta-da! Oh, I and
2: there.
1: the <laughs> other thing we had issue—I had a slight issue was they had so many freaking um, wardrobe changes. I mean, a couple times I understood it, you know, like they go to the Sahara Desert, they had to change clothes to blend in. I got yeah. that part, but as soon as they went to where she was on the boat, she changed clothes, and I'm like, wait a minute, how did she get her clothes back?
0: Right.
1: But I think they did it because she was mainly wearing white, and I guess you don't want to do the white T-shirt scenario. I'd have been happy with that. <laughs> well, yeah, I think any guy would be happy with that. I mean, it
2: was Amber Heard, of course.
1: Of course. And yeah. yes, I will extend that out to any of the lesbians. Um,
0: I also, oh, I've... I also say too, just for all the women out there um, who are keeping their eyes on Jason Momoa, they're ba- they're basically showing off his like, incredible physique and all these different outfits, kind of giving women all the different like ideas of how they
2: want their Jason Momoa presented. And no matter how many times he got out of the water, he was fucking just greasy as fuck. You know what I like, mean? He wasn't like wet, he was just greasy. <laughs> yeah, way to go to ruin the positive body image for Jason.
1: Yeah, I remember seeing on Facebook they had this picture of him with supposedly his two bodyguards and he d- and he's like they dwarf him. He just yeah, he's like a mountain compared for them both. Yeah, and the caption was what are even what are Jason's bodyguards even doing there? You know, what what are what are the purpose of his bodyguards? You know, um, <laughs> kind of for um
2: Roman Reigns would've been a good Aquaman, he really oh, would've. yeah, he would've! <laughs> yeah.
0: He had the look, everything.
2: Um, yeah. And, uh, actually, uh, apparently, uh, on the red carpet during the, uh, the uh, for the opening of Aquaman, yeah. Jason Momoa led, uh, uh, his other stars and co-stars in, in a for the, uh, for the opening, so I thought that nice. was pretty cool. And for those who don't know, Haka is a, uh, a Samoan dance yeah. that was done either before battle or as a greeting, welcome to uh, to
0: honored guests. And actually going back to wrestling, um, the, yeah. the, the tag team, the Uzos, do
2: that. The Uzos, uh, yeah. And it was such a great part. It was a really cool part
0: of their presentation, you know, kind of going, you know, like showcasing their lineage and also just kind of showing they're being yeah. a different team. And, and that must have been a really cool sight. as far as...
2: Uh, actually, the one thing I didn't know was that the Uso brothers, uh, that their father was Rikishi yeah. from wrestling. I yeah. didn't know that until uh, I actually saw him a couple years ago during one of the, the, uh, the Hall of Fame reunion shows that they did. Yeah. And Rikishi came out with his sons and... Had to put the stink face on somebody. And I don't co- remember who it was. And
0: actually, the coolest thing that Uzos is probably be my last wrestling thing. The, day, uh, the coolest thing about the Uzos being sons is that they do have that like slight aura of being like the Sloan SWAT team, which was the team that Rikishi had yeah. when he was younger. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of had a question for you because I'm so I'm not as knowledgeable as far as like comic book series, Um, the only thing I'll actually say in regards to this movie versus what I've seen, you know, from the cartoon, is that at least towards the end of the movie, they make that goofy-ass suit that Aquaman has look less goofy.
2: Yeah, it was, the the way they did the, the Aquaman suit was very cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was
0: of, very, very cool. Yeah, because I, I kind of like that about, like, okay, so going back to a different DC movie, I, I, I really like that with, with how they did that in uh, Wonder Woman. You know, they kind of showed, like, an evolutionary chain of all the different looks that she had up until the point she had that full-on Wonder Woman look.
2: Um, yeah.
0: And I kind of like that they did a little bit of that in this film, and, of course, they more or less kind of showcased it with other characters.
2: Yeah. Well, it, it, that seems to be the theme lately for the superhero movies—not just DC, yeah. but uh, Captain America went through the evolution of the suit through the different movies. Yeah. Uh, back to the one that looked like the World War II comic book suit. It looked not like the one from you know, like uh, Civil War or whatnot, but uh, the 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 suit from that he wore in World War. Uh, World War II definitely looked like a military combat suit which was different than uh, the Avengers movie when it came out. He had more of a a high-tech, modern-looking suit. Yeah. And it it didn't look so much as a combat suit as a superhero suit. That could just be the fact that
1: that could also just easily be the fact that Fans may have said something about that too. Yeah.
2: I don't think so because uh, uh, because well, Josh Whedon did uh, mm. Avengers, didn't he?
1: Yeah, Josh yeah, Whedon is yeah, the one that's yeah. been doing the, mar- the Marvel. Uh, the
2: Marvels and yeah, and for so. oh, some of them. Yeah, so you know he's he's been very very detail oriented. As far as how the looks for the superheroes go versus the comic books.
1: Didn't at one point in the Avengers that I can't remember which one it was, uh, he went back to the museum and took his old suit.
2: Yeah, that was during the Winter Soldier.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, and that was Stan Lee's cameo moment when he walks in and says, "Oh, I am so fired," and yeah, we got to do the R.I.P. for Stan Lee yes. and yeah. you know, and sad. But, uh, yeah, so I, I, I think the, the costume costuming trends for the superhero movies is trying to get it to look as close to the comic books as possible yeah. without it looking as hokey as they have appeared yeah. in the comic books. And I want to say that they've been doing a
0: really good job with that. So, Heather, what did you think of the costume design overall?
1: Uh, I wanted to shred it to several pieces.
0: You wanted to shred it to several Well, Now, how come? I, I always look for you when it comes me, to it super looks, negative. So.
1: Well, first of all, yellow is not a pretty color. I'm sorry. But Ye- it wasn't
2: yellow. It was gold
1: orange. It's still yellow. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. That does not... It do, I don't know. it just... It, that suit was probably one of the least favorite of mine. Like I, because I remember I've never seen the Aquaman uh, cartoon, but I remember seeing the Aquaman like drawing suits either yeah. on TV or in the comics or something. When I have looked at them in some fashion or another, and it just to me it's just unappealing. It's
2: yeah. what well, orange and green was his colors. Son. I know, yeah.
1: but I kind of feel like. I know why they make it gold orange because you know gold is majestic and king. Yeah. And then the green is probably for more like the sea kind of stuff, but I don't know when I imagine Aquaman I kind of feel like it should be something different.
0: Yeah. You I'm know, I'm almost kind of wondering why like because when I you know when they first show like the you know like the backstory for the original king right I almost was kind of wondering why he didn't come out looking more like that you know a little bit more regal um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I did think that I mean even though like you know despite you know the color combination, I thought that the overall outfit looked way cooler than his original yeah the. Comic
1: book the cut of it was actually... The design cut was actually not too bad. Yeah. And in the end, when he actually does that pop-up on top of the ocean, the ocean with the one leg sticking out and the one tucked in kind of yeah. thing, towards the end, I'm sitting going, oh, there's your poster. And I figured yeah, that's your that poster. Was, that,
2: that's the poster moment right <laughs> and there.
1: And that actually looked cool. That whole, that whole scenario right there, that actually did look cool. But when he came out of I defeated... I got the... I got the fork thing, and now I'm in my new... The thing.
2: The trident <laughs> of teams.
1: And I'm in my... In my... My shiny new... Sparkly outfits. That just looked really hokey to me. Yeah. And
2: you know what? I have to give it up for to Jason Momoa for being able to pull off that, that, that outfit. Because, again, yeah. people... Spandex is a privilege and Jason owns the rights to that privilege at the moment, so. right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um I want to say another thing too about just the uh the the in general storyline and the way that Aquaman is portrayed in this movie versus how he was portrayed in Justice League. In Justice League, he kind of has that like you know that badass hero come home kind of kind of vibe, mm-hmm. you know, where he's like, yeah, I'm here, you know, whatever. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't want to be part of your. I don't want to be part yeah. of your boy band. And then something forces him to be part of the boy band.
0: Yeah, and then like in this movie, it's a little bit different. It's kind of like he's conflicted. He doesn't want to really be a part of the underworld, just because or the underwater world, Atlantis, yeah. because of what happened to his mother. Yeah. And, yeah. And holy shit! That Nicole Kidman looked fucking awesome in this
2: movie. Oh yes, she did. <laughs> you know, when oh, I was looking, looking at that, I was like, "Has she had a tit job done?
1: Probably." I mean, because
2: oh, that's like I—I I don't ever remember her chest being that big. That, be that was CGI my first titties, thought. I was honest. thinking
1: more perky, but <laughs> I did,
2: I, well, that was the outfit.
1: Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> sure it's more than just the outfit. I
0: think they're CGI
1: titties. Ah,
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know.
1: Now that was the other thing that bothered me, and maybe it's just because. I mean, granted, I did tear up a little bit when she finally reunited yeah. with um, his with with his father. Yes, that was a little bit of a tearjerker. However, I am really tired of the fact that a family member is still a freaking alive when they've been supposed to be dead for twenty some years, yeah. and then they magically appear in this magical land and go, "Oh hey, I've been here for twenty eight years, surviving."
0: Well, it just kind of shows as a testament to how badass she was. Yeah, that's that
1: was part of the thing. Herself.
0: Yeah, also
1: though, I think the Starlight would have been much better if she actually stayed dead.
2: Also, but see, here's the thing: this could be, and this will be my fan theory for this movie, is that she was in the underworld, uh, which is in the DC comics is not actually called the underworld. It's called um, I, I think it's called the Savage Land yeah. in the DC comics, and. That's where I want to say she was, is that she was in the Savage Lands, and there are actually a couple of superheroes from the Savage Lands. And that could be a tie-in to the fact that she survived in the Savage Lands, and they're going to bring out uh, one or two of the heroes from the Savage Lands into uh, the DC comic world. Yeah. And add them into the, the Justice League.
0: Also, yeah, oh, yeah. The, the whole Let's, thing with ahead, Savage Land, Ryan. too, it kinda, didn't it kind of give you that whole, like, Land of the Lost dinosaur world?
2: Yeah, right? Land, Land of the Lost, her journey to the bottom of the world, yeah. or yeah. journey center. to the center of the earth, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah they yeah. did. Yeah. Oh, and that was the other thing that you reminded me. Her outfit changed, like, three times towards the end. Yeah. I mean, I love the <laughs> fact that she kept this suit and it was falling to pieces. Yeah. And it almost ended. How in the world do you have time in the middle of battle that you have to rush off to, you're going to change into this fancy little dress, and (laughs) then you're going to meet with the same guy, not in the dress, but in the same outfit as you did in the beginning? I mean, I kind of figured... I mean, I
2: I was thinking her staff is impeccable. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think I personally would like her in the dress in the... I, prefer, I personally would probably prefer the dress in the end. I think that, was be- that would have been a better yeah. thing, but I just no, felt kind of stupid.
0: I, I kind of liked her whole, like, fucking warrior's outfit and the you know, in that, yeah. in that other world, you know, where she had, like, pieces of other creatures attached to her. Yeah.
2: You know, you know though, I yeah, I, I kind of had, you know, what's the point of putting all these bones all over your suit and whatnot, yeah. when you're frickin' bulletproof. Why do you need bone armor? Okay? Bone armor um, isn't gonna go a long way to stopping a bullet.
1: Actually, <laughs> I don't think it had to do with the armor. I think it had to do with more of her blending in with yeah. the creatures. It, it's
2: possible, yeah.
1: but... And, because, and the fact that she does... she did kinda look kinda scary in it. Yeah. So it's probably like her blending in is also a scare factor for other creatures. Because you know, in that kind of world that they are portraying, yeah, you have to be that you have to look that predator to be left alone.
2: Well, she was in Savage Land, so yeah. the Savage Land, yeah, she had to have a Savage Land.
1: Um, now, what I did like was his um, brief encounter with the big bad monster towards the end, when the monster is talking to him, and yeah. I think that was cool. And the reason why is because it almost reminds me of the Lord of the Rings kind of thing where yeah. the Hobbit guy is talking to the dragon. Even though
2: they totally pooched that in Lord of the Rings.
1: Bilbo I mean, was
2: invisible it. the entire time, not hiding in various piles of gold and behind pillars. Okay, but that's my that's a rant yeah. for a different type. But
1: that whole yeah. little scenario where the creature is like, talking to him, going to see, telling him, oh, what a half-breed you are and how blah, blah, blah. And then he does his...
2: Wait, you can understand me? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I think that was kind of cool. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, now, he a w- dude moment. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be the sci-files if we didn't talk about the Atlantean technology.
1: Right? right.
2: Now, I thought it was really cool the way they had incorporated hydrodynamic plasma guns. Right. Yeah. That, because one of the ways to create plasma is with breaking apart, you know, water, Uh, you know, separating water Mm -hmm. into its component gases and then uh, hyperheating them up, basically, and burning off the oxygen and the hydrogen at different rates to create uh, a plasma effect.
1: I did have a question about the whole water um, equipment. So obviously, lankins can come out of water and breathe.
2: No, not all of them.
1: Not all of them. No.
2: no. no. In fact, they said in the movie only the highborn
1: oh, can uh, breathe. I must have missed yeah. that. Can breathe air because, on land because they were. The that favorite. explains yeah. the whole. Uh, okay, that explains the later stuff. Yeah, yeah. When they when they
0: get their masks busted in and then they they can't. breathe. Yeah, the one guy had yeah. to stick his head in the toilet. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that, that was, was funny.
1: Brief. That was funny. And then going ah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I really like how Black Manta incorporated their tech um, into yes.
2: his own suit. Yes, the was fact that he didn't rant. just take, the, take yeah. their suit and like, yeah, okay, I'll take your suit and wear it. He's like, no, I'm going to take your suit and make it my own. Make it
1: cooler. I did like that <laughs> to a point, and I know they were... Axel said did a really good job and ran it to the comics.
2: Oh yeah, the Black Manta suit was, was what I would have expected in real life it to look like.
1: However... What freaking idiot would put lasers coming out of his eyes when it when it melts things? I'm sorry, he deserves getting his half of his face blown off or whatever, because it's like, dude, you don't. Okay, maybe in the chest when you could easily dodge it if it happens to come back at you, I can see that. Yeah. But coming from your head,
2: yeah, you're dude. just
1: asking for that.
2: I mean, you need to pay attention to Tony Stark. He doesn't have laser eye beams. And I agree with that, but for the effect and the fact that Black Mana had the eye lasers in the comics and, and in the show and whatnot, that was really good, and the way that they made the suit look was cool. And the one thing that I thought was actually that they didn't need to deal with was the fact that when he's being handed the Atlantean suit, he pulls out the big giant gun... Yeah, and Orm says, "Hell yeah, that's our badass baby right there." Here's how it works, and he fires it off, blows up a mountain, and then never uses it in the fight with Aquaman.
1: <laughs> well, I think doesn't he incorporate that, and in... wasn't no, so that what he incorporates? It, it, well,
2: it, they never show him incorporating it oh, into the yeah, scene.
1: that's I think, what I figured yeah, is it's what kind he of did implied, incorporate. But it. it's not really shown.
2: It's, shown, it's yeah. not really shown, but yeah.
1: I thought that's how he got the laser eyes.
2: No, I don't think so. I mean, that's what I um, thought. Well, yeah, but, it, well, I to be honest, I, I'm not 100% sure, but, it, yeah, and the laser eyes weren't blowing up mountains. No, which they is why actually,
0: they, they, they fucked them up quite a bit, but they didn't actually, like, they didn't, you know, rip them in half or anything like that.
2: No, 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 yeah, so... Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was one thing. It's like, oh, hey, you introduced this big nifty weapon, and how is Aquaman gonna survive? You know, getting hit by that. And then, well, wait, what'd you do? You took it apart and heaved it down? No. I, what? No. Yeah.
1: I know. I was kind of thinking that too. I'm like, okay. I like the fact that he was. There was like parts of me that liked the idea he was making it into his own. But then I was like, also going, you're taking a ridiculously awesome thing here and taking it apart. That's yeah. actually in good working condition. <laughs> you know what I mean? So part of me is like... He's
0: tampering with technology, he has no idea.
1: So Exactly.
2: I, I, I do have to actually ask this question. And it's one of those silly questions that you know somebody out there has thought of besides me. And that is when Aquaman does get hit by Manta's eye lasers and comes up smoking did it smell like grilled fish or grilled squid? <laughs> you know, because Aquaman was obviously burnt, and I mean, if Aquaman gets burnt, does he smell like somebody just grilled a tuna? Like halibut,
0: I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. halibut
2: maybe a little yeah. bit. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I also like the <laughs> fact that they seem to have incorporated, that, uh, and I guess this might be more of a highborn thing. I don't know. They, to me, I may have missed it. I don't know, so I kind of feel like they... I wish they went into a little bit more detail about about it, but it seems like a lot of the highborn aqua folks had their own little sea powers.
2: Well, the thing that is not, that they didn't mention in DC in this one, Mm -hmm. was that Atlantean technology uh, is, uh, some of it is part technical and some of it is part magical. And so, what Mira was using was Atlantean magic.
1: okay, yeah,
2: and but they didn't they didn't bring that out in Makes the sense. movie. Uh, and I'm wondering if they're gonna tie maybe that into the fact that they're gonna do the rumor is they're gonna do Dr. Fate. So and Dr. Fate is uh, is the he's kind of like the foil for against. Uh, Marvel's Doctor Strange. Yeah. There's Doctor Fate because they're already introducing magic in the DC's TV series through Constantine in <laughs> uh, DC's Legends oh, of Tomorrow.
1: So I love the fact, and I know this is a segue, but I love the fact that so for some of you guys who are DC fans, diehard fans and stuff. A few years ago, they came out with a live-action Constantine TV series that only Which lasted. Which was very cool. It was very cool, but it only lasted for one season or even half. I don't know. One well, season. And it was like one season, but or half a season or whatever. But um, the coolest thing ever, though, that I loved was when they brought him back to DC Legends. It was the same guy that yeah. played Constantine. I don't know how they were able to do it, but I thought that was well, the coolest it was the thing same, ever.
2: Same company, yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually, I, I have to correct myself. The rumor of them doing the Doctor Fate movie uh, came on the heels of the fact that a Zantana movie is actually in the works.
1: Well, and didn't you say, like in the crossovers, you saw the Doctor Fates helmet or something. Well, yeah,
2: in DC's Elseworlds, I could swear in the intro when they're introducing the Monitor pan past dr. fate's helmet
1: mm-hmm. so oh and for of those who have yet to see the crossover watch the crossover oh yeah
2: watch the Swords crossovers they were pretty cool <laughs> yes.
1: um,
2: and they're 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 bringing it to the head to where they bring in uh, the DC's uh, crisis on infinite Earths which was the big comic book series where uh, most of the rest of the dimensions get wiped out
1: yep we're introducing that next yep. year. And, you know, it comes out sometime next year and for the new for our new TV show and then in um, the crossovers which was really cool was they actually brought in Superman and Lois Lane. They also brought in uh, Batwoman Batwoman
2: Yeah Ta- uh, Katie Kane as Batwoman, which was played by Ruby Rose, which I thought was very cool.
1: So definitely, see, I know we segwayed, but definitely see the crossover. Well,
2: it's not so much of a segway because we're still in the DC universe. This is true. So it may be, maybe it's a segway with a little battery.
0: Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, one thing I'll say, too, with this movie, I didn't really know what to expect, uh, knowing that this film was being directed by James Wan. Um, and, of course, James Wan is mostly known for doing horror films, so... Um, I didn't, I, I mean, I had a lot of, you know, I had a little bit more um, faith that it would be good, I just didn't know how good, and I'm not saying that just because I'm a horror fan, but take James Gunn with the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, there you go, uh, <laughs> he's, he's Well, he's the a,
2: first he, Guardians of the Galaxy was good, but the second one, I, well, oh, yeah. they were still fun, you, you w- know, it just wasn't Yeah, it was fun. still fun, but if you want to hear my opinion of the Guardians of the Galaxy movie... Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Scroll back through our Sci Files episodes and find the one where we review Sci Files Two, and you'll uh, you'll hear my yeah. my rant.
0: <laughs> and of course, also with um, you know with James Wan directing this film, some of his uh, his act you know his actors make small appearances in this film, which is kind of fun. Um, Actually,
2: another thing that impressed me about. Uh, the Aquaman movie was that they really did take the fight scenes mm-hmm. and take uh, the ones underwater and take them out of the 2D realm and put them into the 3D realm. And what I what I mean by that is that in I mean doing a fight movie. in the water is kind of like doing a fight in space. Mm-hmm. An attack can come from anywhere, yeah. all around you. You're not just standing toe to toe with somebody. And fighting like you're standing on planks, you're you know you're you're rotating, you're twisting, you're spinning, you're flipping, I mean the whole bit, and you're not bound by gravity per mm-hmm. se in the water. And so they they were more like zero g fights, the way a zero g fight should be, for a fight where people aren't affected mm-hmm. by gravity, because um, even in in like the, the Justice League, even though Superman or in the Superman movies, even though uh, he could fly, still a lot of the fights were 2D. Even in the second one, when the when Zod, when they did the yeah. General Zod coming, I mean, it was still a lot of of two dimensional mm-hmm. fighting.
1: So, well, probably what they also did was so a while back I got to read about the fact that when they did the Little Mermaid. Um, movie, the cartoon, they actually studied a woman in space, and how her hair flowed in zero gravity and everything. So I would not take it, so I, it's definitely possible that they did something similar with Aquaman, where they may have studied something in both water and in space to get that, you know, those fight scenes down, narrowed down.
2: Yeah. And it's possible, but they were cool. The the, yeah, the fight were. scenes underwater were cool.
1: Um, I also like the fact that they brought in a lot of different species of the of the Atlanta people. So it wasn't just the humanoids, but you also got the crabs, you also got the mermaid-looking guys. You know.
2: Yeah, I I have to say that I thought the brine kingdom looked an awful lot like the uh, monsters in World of Warcraft. The the lobster monsters in World of Warcraft.
1: I'm sure there's some World of Warcraft diehards in the making of uh, Aquaman. I
0: know I did laugh really, really hard because, okay, so over the summer um, I got a lot of chance through work to spend time on the beach and the first thing I always noticed when I was on the beach was the fact that you see so many, like, crab uh, body parts all over the place, because the seagulls will like, literally pick them apart. Well, the one thing you always had as a constant was right hands. And that was the like the first time they show an arm getting, like, lopped off in that battle scene in Aquaman. The first thing to come off with the right arm. It was super funny. Like, I just kind of died, yeah. just because of personal experiences, you know. I just I just thought it was so funny goddamn plus the plus much like um, Aquaman was made fun of in south park uh, with the c-man character they also did this thing um, where, where they had like crab people and I don't know why the crab people thing came from but that was the first thing that popped in my mind when they started doing battle was the theme song like the theme song for the crab people in south Park started playing in my head as soon as the battle started
2: <laughs> well, people. you know, we, since you're going to mention South Park, you also got to mention the robot chicken uh, oh, yeah. Justice League thing where they had, the, you know, like uh, the surreal life where they had all of the superheroes living in the house, where yeah, they had the Hulk who is Marvel, you know, and Catwoman, uh, Batman, and whatnot. And then Aquaman is like yelling at the goldfish in the goldfish bowl and is like,
1: why won't you talk to me? <laughs> <laughs> No, now that they're bringing in all these, just, they're doing Justice League stuff and Avengers stuff. One has to wonder if DC and Marvel will get together and actually do a Justice League event, uh, Avengers, maybe like as a versus thing, or are they actually do get together.
2: Probably not no. because they're owned by different studios. Yeah. But one is. of the things I'm actually really excited for is whether or not they're going to try and reboot. Green Lantern, or just include him, mm-hmm. because one of the things that is rumored to be coming up is uh, the Black Adam art of oh, yeah. DC, and that's and that's and which is probably why they're adding they're doing the Shazam movie mm-hmm. before that. But Shazam's coming out next year, um, and then I wonder if they're going to bring in Green Lantern.
1: I wonder if Ryan Rose is going to play Green. <laughs>
2: Well, I, I heard, I heard the rumor was that The Rock is going to play Black Adam, mm. and that would be very cool because I think The Rock would be perfect for Black Adam.
1: Yeah. It'd be funny if yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Um... Yeah, if Ryan
2: Reynolds comes <laughs> back, I think that's going to be really cool. Even though he that, shot himself. Yeah. In, uh, <laughs> he did away
1: that with is that. something, people. Um, there is some kind of Christmas Deadpool movie out there that oh, we have yeah. yet to see yet. So oh, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, it's basically a PG version of Deadpool. <laughs> but they, I think they the added Deadpool Deadpool in
0: scenes movie. with uh, uh, Fred Savage, right?
2: Yeah, they added it. Well, basically, the stuff where it wasn't PG appropriate. Yeah, the the whole premise is him a him explaining them to Fred, uh, Fred Savage. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it, kind of like the, uh, the old, uh, Princess Bride thing. Yeah, uh-huh.
1: yeah.
0: Um, now that we're kind of getting off of the, um, or off of the Aquaman, uh, review here, I kind of wanted to talk about one little thing before we go. Um, okay. That thing happens to be, what the fuck happened to the Christmas episode of Doctor Who?
1: I know, you
2: know I... They're not doing the Christmas episode, they're making it a New Year's episode. And I don't know why that was changed.
0: Maybe because so, yeah, maybe because you can't tell, you know, like maybe because the the doctor's a woman now and you can't but once she changes her mind, you can't tell her to go back, you know.
2: I don't, sorry. I don't know. I I I imagine that we could look it up and why? find out and so Heather is now looking it up right now to find
0: out. Gotta why. love Google. Yeah, it could have been a scheduling thing, maybe.
2: It could have been. Um, you know, I had been seeing things that the Doctor Who ratings have dropped a little bit. A
1: little bit, uh, yeah. Well,
2: they had dropped with Peter Capaldi, and though they did pick back up with uh, with the new Doctor. Uh, but they weren't up to the levels of like David Tennant and Matt Smith, so yeah. uh, it could be that the ratings didn't quite make it for a Christmas episode. Yeah, I mean, honestly, maybe. that would be the one thing that I would think of. I would, I mean, because it is the tradition, right? Yeah. So
0: I think, um, or maybe it's just uh, maybe because of the new regime, maybe they're just.
2: Yeah, we are trying project, to shake you know. things up. Yeah we're, yeah,
0: we're doing it different this year. And, um, but I'll, I will say that this season so far, um, especially after the season finale, um, has been probably one of my favorite um, Who seasons in a long time. I mean, because like... I,
2: I loved every episode this season, every yeah, one of them.
0: same here. It was to me. It was kind of weird that um, you know there was even talks. You know, like I mean, the, the rumor mill was kind of running around that um, that Jody was going to leave because you know, like
2: um, I yeah, because Chris was going to leave because yeah. he didn't like the way things were going. Yeah,
0: like he was having beef with like the you know with the uh, showrunner and just decided, well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna bail. And then Jody's like, well, me too. And who knows, maybe because of the outcry from the fans, maybe that's the only reason why she decided to stick around. Or they gave her um, more money.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's possible. I don't know, but I... Uh, the fact that she's sticking around, I think, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah,
0: I just... um Yeah, for this season, you know, this is probably... Uh, you know, I know... Um, I know for a series, you know, this is kind of, uh, you know, I, I was really glad to hear that she wasn't going anywhere. I was almost afraid that Jody was going to turn into Chris Eccleson all of a sudden, you know, just be the worst. Yeah,
2: I, I was kind of worried about that myself, yeah. but I'm glad that's not the case. Right.
0: So. And, let's see, and aside from that, um, next year, I think it's the end of this year and the beginning of next year, we'll be getting, uh... Season 2 debuts for the Oroville and Star Trek Discovery.
2: Yes, that's going to be cool. Oh, God damn. I'm I'm looking forward to
0: Orville. I actually started binge-watching Discovery just recently, um, just because I want to get reacquainted and kind of caught back up. And of course, I am seeing shit I didn't see before, noticing stuff
2: I didn't notice before. So. And since you're bringing up uh, Discovery, uh, have you seen the news about the
0: Picard series? yes i have and huh? i think there's even, a i have not and there's even possible talks of bringing in data yeah
2: well at at uh, what was it rose city comic con yeah. when we talked with uh, when we got to do the panel for michael Dorn, marina sterridus and Gage McFadden they all said that they had not been invited to be part of the card series Oh, Though, in one of the concept trailers that I saw for it, I did see a gray-haired dwarf in it. Now, I don't know if that was a fan-put-together concept trailer or if that was the official concept trailer, because there was a lot of stuff in it that I had never seen. Yeah. Uh, but there was a few things in it that I had seen before through the TV series.
1: Um, so... Just thinking back for a moment, I did look up about Doctor Who special. They only came up with one answer that I could find in a few places, and it was simply that they ran out of Christmas ideas. Ah. Uh, um, so.
2: Which may be why Chris Chinball is leaving.
1: Yeah. Uh, there is also, I mean, I personally also think it could have been just the fact that they did start later than planned, so... You know, maybe they just didn't have time to do a Christmas one and the yeah. New Year's was a week later but yeah that's pretty much the only answer I was able to find was they run out of storylines hmm. for the Christmas but it's supposed to air I think New Year's Day or something like that for the New Year's episode
0: Yeah, it's almost, supposed
1: to be really awesome apparently
0: I'm almost thinking you know if they ever wanted to tease the Daleks coming back for uh, Jonah's yeah. series the Christmas episode would have been the perfect opportunity, for uh-huh. that. because I mean, how you know? However you do it, that could have been another funny way of doing a Christmas episode with just them. Or, you know, with with just them. You know, they could they could have brought a a new leader. He could be your quote unquote Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> and they're you know humbly working away to try to exterminate everybody. And <laughs> so I don't know. Uh-huh. It's
2: kind of interesting, though. They could have done. I mean, they could have. They could have plagiarized uh, Futurama, and did the Christmas Claus Santa bot. Oh. That, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, who, who's gonna who's who's gonna find people who are so naughty that they're he's gonna shove coal so far up their stocking they're gonna crap diamonds.
1: Well, Jody would take if you ever hear this in some part of your world thank you for sticking around because I would have been annoyed because for the first, and I don't like, and as I mentioned prior with Ryan when we discussed this a few days ago, I don't know if it has to be the fact that you're a woman and I'm a woman and I'm actually relating to a woman on a character, a female character, but I'm actually understanding the stories way better than I used to. Um, Granted, I still don't quite, the um, when she goes on the rants that she does, like all the other Doctor Who's does, where they're trying to figure stuff out or whatever, or trying to say something. They say it so fast, and with the British mumble, I can never pick up... I pick up maybe every few words. <laughs> Actually, but I still understand the majority of what, what, what's going on, though, which is cool. Yeah.
2: One of the things that I have to bring up, since Heather mentioned it, is the way that uh, Jodie is playing Doctor Who that I really like in, in this entire season has been.
1: She's a tinker.
2: Um, yeah, well, aside from the fact that she's a tinkerer, um, she she gets she gets she like she grabs the tools and starts building things, which is very cool, very MacGyver-like. Uh-huh. Yeah. But she doesn't instantly know the answer. She's like, wait, okay, I need a couple of minutes. You guys go distract the monster. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and then she's like, "Okay, how do I do this? Okay, that's a good idea. That's a bad idea. This is a okay. What if I put that idea?" And then she's like, "Okay, I've got it. Maybe. Okay. Well, yeah. we're gonna try it. It might not work." <laughs> and I'm like, "That was very cool because David Tennant's run and Matt Smith's run were, you know, uh, they would They're they would similar. jump in and they were very similar in the fact that." as soon as the problem presented itself, the Doctor had a plan. Oh. In this one, Jody's playing it like, okay, I kinda, sort of, maybe, no, I don't have a plan, but give me a minute. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> Which takes it back to some of the older Doctors, like uh, Patrick Trouton's run, where he would be like, okay, uh, I gotta think through this. I gotta think through this problem. Which is what I liked about <laughs> Trouton's run, in that he... They they showcased him thinking mm-hmm. through the problems, yeah. whereas they whereas the next one, which was uh, oh good, I mean, uh, the Who fans are going to yell at me because I'm forgetting the name.
1: Um, Don't look at me. The
2: third Doctor had that. Okay, I instantly that. know the. No, that's Tom Baker. Uh, the the next one was. Um, oh, I, I'm zoning on the name. Anyway, he's the one that started the okay, I'm the doctor, I'm really intelligent, I know the answer to the problem right now, here's what we need to do to fix it. And that's kind of where that went through, and off and on, they flowed back to it, like uh, Peter Davidson's run, he did the, okay, I have to think through the problem, and then Colin Baker was back to, all right, I instantly know the answer to the problem, and then Sylvester Mm -hmm. McCoy was back to a little bit of the, all right, he was... Sylvester McCoy was sort of half and half.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and then. That,
0: and third doctor is uh, John Pertwee.
2: John, yeah, Pertwee. Yeah.
1: I am not, I will admit, I am not a Doctor Who fan. I do occasionally like to watch the episodes with my husband, especially the Christmas specials. But I, um, I will agree, I do enjoy that with Jodie Jody Whittaker, that she does the thinking, because I really liked in the first two episodes. Where she's still getting used to every like her new brain, her new body, and it's like she's trying to figure out how she's supposed to do everything in her new way. Yeah. And it's like she's, it's, you could tell that she's, it's almost like she's separating herself in three different directions. She's like, I'm working on that, uh, but let's, here's this problem. I think I can fix this. Oh, there's another problem that needs to be fixed.
0: I, I, yeah. think, I think okay. it makes her way more relatable, you know, the fact that she's mm-hmm. she's kind of like a problem solver instead of like the super genius knows it already. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, that was one of the things that they did in, uh, it, with Matt Smith that I wished they had. They only did it in the one episode um, with Matt Smith, and they did it a little bit with Capal- uh, um, Capaldi. Capaldi, was that in the episode with... Uh, Matt Smith, when he first comes back, it's his first episode, and the the alien had escaped through the crack in Amy's wall, and he's like walking around going, okay, I saw something. What did I see? I don't remember. It, it's, it's in there. I know I saw it. And then they go through and do like a, he's rummaging back through his brain kind of like, you know, uh, one of those you know, viewfinders <laughs> With you stick the little card in, you click the button, and it yeah. switches screens, and he backs up until he recognizes what it is he saw yeah. that he was trying to remember. And then in Capaldi's episode when he's trapped in his uh, confession dial, and he's like jumping off the edge of the, uh, uh, jumps off the tower, uh-huh. and it's like slows down time and he's like in his head, trying to solve the problem. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, that effect. I would love to see them doing something like that with, mm-hmm. with Jodie's character, as the doctor. Bing. But they're doing a really good job of showcasing that. That is exactly what she's doing.
1: They did do that a little bit with Matt Smith, where I think it was Matt Smith. It was either that or David Tennant? I always get the two mixed up. But when. I think it was Mat was the last one, right? Before our computer, before computer, computer. Quality, that's right. So yeah. he actually had that what the frick, what's going on, and tried to think about it because his companion that he had the female that he met on a different timeline or it's like a different was like a different timeline and then he goes into the future and and she's like a school teacher or something and she was dating the, and she starts dating this black guy. Yeah. And, yeah. And um,
2: yeah,
1: Clara. Yeah, Clara. And he actually starts doing that when she starts appearing in all his timelines, or as his, all his other doctor doctors when she's trying to save them. And he's like, "What's up with you? Why are you? You know, how are you doing this?" Yeah. And you could tell he's actually working it through. So I think that. So I guess my point was he kind of had that a little bit in that in that sense. All right. So I think. Uh...
0: This will wrap it up for our Christmas edition of the Sci Files. Yes, uh, everybody.
1: Yeah. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, boo hoo to those who want to be cringes and take away all the fun of saying Merry Christmas.
0: And, a and fest- quit politicizing
2: my holidays.
0: Yes. And a Festivus for the rest of us. And before we actually get the, the full fuck out of here, what? Uh, Heather brought this up to me earlier today, and I'm still kind of like, why? <laughs> Why are we, like, banning all this weird... You know, why are people, like, up in arms about classic shit?
2: I I don't know. I I honestly don't know what it is. It's like I'm hearing all of this flack about the song Baby, It's Cold Outside. I haven't heard boo about the song from the, what is it, late 80s, early 90s. Every move you make, I'll be watching you. (laughs) You know, I haven't heard boo about that, but yeah, Baby, It's Cold Outside. 90% Ninety
1: percent of our music has to do with sex, rape, drugs, um, and um, I won't say the word because I don't want us to get in trouble. But it starts with the N, and apparently black guys are allowed to say it, but I'm white, so I'm not allowed to. <laughs> um, you know, you know, bitching, you know, all these words. It's like
2: sex, drugs, and rock yeah. and roll.
1: Yeah. And not even rock and roll, like, rap has gone so, I mean, I personally used to like rap until it became really downhill, and all it became was wanting to bang whoever and all this other feature rap, and I'm like, no. But we're not banning it, you know. If you're going to ban Baby It's Cold Outside, you might as well look at all the other stuff we're listening to and ban that too. I'm sorry. You know, because it's like, that's that's over our, that's like 80-90% to 90% of our music.
2: Okay, I am going to say it, because I'm that kind of person. When they rewrote Huckleberry Finn to take out the fact that Nigger Jim was in it, and they just started calling him Jim, or Huck Finn's black companion Jim, it's like, no, that's stupid. You know, it, it's not that, it, they weren't in the context of Huckleberry Finn, it wasn't being used as a racial slur. It was being used as a descriptor of a person living in that time that was normal, everyday conversation that you might hear from somebody. It wasn't... I mean, it, it did become a racial slur through the 1800s and the 1900s, the early 1900s. But... In the writings of, you know, Mark Twain, he didn't use it as a racial slur. So why are you taking it out? Same thing, Laura Ingalls Wilder's books for Little House on the Prairie. I mean, seriously, they they took her they took her out of uh, took away an award from her because her uh, in her writings there was you know racial stereotyping and racial slurs used in it and like. And this was, was the 1800s. This was the, the 18. Period, this was the yeah. late 1800s. That was the way people talked then.
0: Yeah. It's like we're It wasn't
2: a racial slur. It's kind of
0: it like what. It's kind of yeah. like, uh, people are um, forcing uh, this like ideology on other people that white people should be extremely ashamed for anything bad that has ever happened to a person of color, oh. Oh, even though I they had that, nothing to do with it. And then there's and, the whole like. There's the whole, like, bogusness about, you know, like, why are we, like, so sensitive that that even bugs us? Why, why are words hurting us now, you know?
2: Like, people are going looking for racism, yeah. Yeah. you know, and they're running out of places to find it right. in our real world that they have to go back into the past to find it. Like, okay, if you're living in the past as far as racism goes, get over it, dude, and do that. Because it has come a long way since then, and it is not the same. And when I say that, I'm not saying racism is gone. I'm saying it's transformed from what it used to be to what it is now. Yes, there is racism in our world. There are people who are bigoted, racist asshats. And, you know, I'm a bigot towards the bigots as far as that goes. Oh, But if you if you're going to fight racism... Fight it in the modern day. Don't fight it in the past. And,
0: and and not to sound like a dick or anything, but I have, you know, I am a person of you know, multicultural, uh, multiracial, um, ethnic background, and racism comes in all forms. My dad was racist towards Hispanics, and he was Hispanic. Oh, yeah. Most Hispanics mm-hmm. are racist towards black people. Most Asians don't like, um, you know, a lot of white people. It's, it's not...
2: Oh, here, here. There's let nothing. me give you a big one for all you anime fans. The Japanese don't like Americans. I wonder why.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> there's a reason why Americans get laughed at a lot in the Europe, Europe, Europe area. I mean, there's a reason.
0: They love Canadian girls, though. I noticed. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. <laughs> uh, oh, and then this. Here's another. This is another stupid one. So apparently, we're coming to a point where we are trying to. We, we're trying to refrain, refrain from calling our children boys and girls, and we want to wait until they're eight years old so they could choose their gender. <laughs> that is starting to come out, and because my uh, our friend Jen, she's you know she has a beautiful one-year-old kid, and baby boy, baby boy, <laughs> and and she's getting she has gotten and whatever that word is. From parents, who's like, well, you you know, you shouldn't do that because your kid kid may choose his gender later and crap. And we're like, first of all, Jen and I are from the '80s. We grew up the we were the early '80s, right before all this crap, ha- you know, started to come to life. And so we grew up with a lot of the older stuff. You know, we know what records are. We know what life was like without technology, and it didn't hurt us one bit. Girls and boys were just fine. And
0: you know happened, when. And whatever happened to biology? Do people forget biology?
1: Yeah, you have to know. It's kno- not okay. a state
0: of mind. It's fucking. It's science. It's fucking biology.
2: Yeah. There are two genders: male and female. Which one you identify with is your choice. And yes, when I include that in there, there may be some biology involved in your choice about being male or female yeah. but there is only male and female there is not gender neutral there is not transgender there is, transgender is a descriptor, not a state of being
1: right. what we have to do though is, because you have to you for kids, they get confu- you're going to just confuse them kids need to understand the difference between boys and girls yep. that's just happening just so they can understand it but they also need to grow in the world where they need to understand that, you know, if you decide that, you know what, I want to wear a dress, I want to be female yeah. or male or something, then, that's, that's then cool. they need to understand that. That's or, cool. Yeah. yeah. It, it's exactly. my, if my
2: kids want to do that, I will fully and totally support them.
1: Hey. Hey, you know, I If you I have, have the not, money, I help with the surgery. I'm not biased
2: against anyone of any race, re, you know, race, creed, religion, or gender. Yeah.
1: Not no, at all. I'm totally fine with co-ed bathrooms, you know, we could definitely oh, go I into the age those, of co-ed, yeah. co-ed bathrooms, I'm totally fine with that, but don't sit there and like say, you know, oh, well, you're going to confuse them or shit, you're not going to confuse them, you just need to help them understand the difference, and then when the time comes for them to make that choice, let them know it's okay. Maybe it's and just be lazy, I think that's probably
0: the other thing. Maybe it's yeah, just it's just an excuse.
2: No, it's somebody got on top of a soapbox and and attracted a few other people who were drinking the Kool-Aid. That's what <laughs> I, you know. That's honestly how I feel. The about
1: Kool-Aid's it. going around, folks. Don't drink it. It's poison with dumbasses and idiots. Speaking of which, I want my own TV show that's called The Dumbass, so I can go around and tell people they're dumbasses and slime them. Ah.
0: I I uh, <laughs> I'm all aboard if I can carry the bucket of slime. <laughs> yes, and
1: I'm talking about the green slime from the old TV show. Like
0: Nickelodeon. Oh no 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 wait, wait 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 no. Nope. Back on Nickel- no,
1: Nickelodeon. No <laughs> no, I'm sorry, honey.
2: You have to do pink slime for the women and blue slime for the boys. And uh. if you don't know what they are, you do both.
1: <laughs> purple. Well, we'll use purple for both. <laughs> As my uh, friend Jen and I used to say that in the perfect world, if you uh, if you're in the car and you hit someone, they uh, they'll uh, puff up in confetti and then or sparkles.
0: Yeah. Um, and for uh, and for those who, of our fans who haven't left the room yet, uh, thank you for <laughs> listening, and we will see you on New Year's for uh, an extra episode this year. And. On top of that, RottenCorpsRadio.com no longer exists, if you wonder why, well, because maintaining a website stupid, especially nowadays, because social media. And that's not me being, you know, like, petty or me being lazy, it's really just me being proffin'. <laughs> i still um, being
1: petty and lazy.
0: Yeah, and, and the website URL do, does still exist, it's just going to be a redirect for the Facebook page, so... In case anybody was wondering. (laughs) Yep. And with that, we'll we'll say take it easy.
1: Bye. Bye. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year's.
0: This has been Rotten
2: Corpse Radio.